in true character of Jesus' form, he answers with something that's completely off the charts of what they said, right? He says, first of all, you don't know who God is. You don't understand the scriptures. So he comes back to their knowledge, and this is important too, because their knowledge of the scriptures is very important to them. And so he's questioning how much they know, right? And their leadership, Sadducees and Pharisees are both leaders in the sect of Israel. And so he's questioning them and putting them now on the defensive, right? Instead of him being on the defensive. And so I just love his nature in the way that he approaches people. He always gets them off their guard. Hey there, and welcome back to Study With Friends, the place where we gather around God's word together to study and encourage each other in our walks with Jesus. I'm Paige, and we're currently in the middle of a five-week study on Holy Week. If you'd like to get the homework or to re-listen to any part of this series, you can find them on our website, studywithfriends.org. Now, let's continue our reflections on Holy Week. All right, we're going to move on to our day three, which is our Wednesday, if you're following in your homework. All right, so here he is teaching again. He's teaching um, on the resurrection. He gives us the command to love and he teaches us on our future coming. So what does Jesus tell us about his resurrection? That his resurrection will be used for discipling Mm -hmm. and and that as a result of his resurrection, people will go out, they will disciple, they will bring others to the Lord as a result. It's It's gonna be a witness in itself and then others are going to witness because of it. Right. And so then how does this comfort you? That this life as we know it I think it's an explanation that his resurrection, it was a one-time event that still we benefit from. Like his resurrection occurred thousands of years ago, and yet we're still hearing about his resurrection and coming to know the Lord because of other people's accounts of his resurrection and, and receiving that information. At this point, we don't even know countless, through countless hands it's passed through, and yet we have knowledge of who Jesus was, what he did, who he was, and who he is. That, that has a real power over us all. Jan, can you read for us Mark 12? We're going to go Mark 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the teachers of the law came and heard him debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked them, of all the commandments, which one is the most important? 29, the most important one, Jesus answered, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and that there is no other but him to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God, and from then on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Amen. That is Mark 12, 28 through 34. Thank you, Jan. So one of the greatest commandments. Once again, what are they trying to do? Trying Trick to trap him. Trying yeah. to trap him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Does anyone know what the scribes were in charge of? 
the, so the <laughs> scribes were in charge of writing and remembering the oh, law. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And so the law was really important to them, right? These rules and regulations were really important to them. So in one area, obviously, they're trying to test them and trip them up. But in another area, it's what they know and what they understand, right? So, so having, for me, having a little bit of com compassion, only because I recognize myself as a Pharisee and scribe sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I get so overrun with... Um, what is right or what this exactly says that I forget people and I forget to love people. So, so in a way they were saying, well, these were the rules written down. So what, what do you say is the greatest one? And what does he do again? What does he say? He points it back to our heart, the, the, inter the internal piece. Yep. And so love is the most important one. How can we love someone with all of our heart, all of our minds, all of our soul. What practically does that look like? How do we love God that way first? I mean, part of me wants to say it's just so much easier to love God in that way yeah. than it is in people. <laughs> people yeah. Because we know who God yeah. is. And I guess there's a similarity. You have to trust God in order to love him. And if we're going to love people in the way that God commanded us to, we have to love them in a way that trusts them, knowing that they're imperfect and that they're sinners just like we are and yet mm. they're still deserving of that love which is really hard i think <laughs> really, that's really really hard you just said like if you see them as you and you as them like knowing that because that's how you can pray for someone who has offended you at least with me like i have to see myself capable of doing that even though i kind of know i wouldn't <laughs> You know, but, you know, you see, you have to see yourself as frail as they are. Then you can pray for them and even forgive them. For me, that's like sometimes hurtful process. So how do you love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul? So easy to, when you think about the way you pour love out onto your children mm. and how you forgive them anything. You know, I believe the worst of the worst has a mother somewhere that loved him. So that kind of love, I don't think he accidentally put it in us. I think it's there on purpose so we can have a clue. So if you know he loves you even more, that his kind of love is something we can't even comprehend. Can you give, and oh, this is out to all three of you, can you give a couple of practical shout outs of what, and I'm gonna, I'll give an example, of what it would entail to love God with everything of your being. And so one of the things, I'll go easy, one of the things is prayer, right? Being in communion, in prayer with God on a regular basis, right? And I say that because like, how would that equate to love? I'm meeting with him. Right. I always joke. I saw this on Facebook many years ago, but like, I love those friends that, you know, I cannot talk to you for five years. And then we pick up the phone and we talk and I'm like, I feel like you need to really talk to your friends. Right. Like we really, if I really enjoy a connection with you, I'm going to talk to you on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that prayer is a connection with God where I'm really sitting and I'm really talking to him and I can really feel him and hear him talk back to me. What would be some other ways for anyone, for you guys, even because we're all different, right? We all connect with God differently. So what is another practical way to meet and grow your relationship with God? I think learning what he has to say by doing this Bible study, we are, you know, learning his words and learning how he wants us 
to approach him and how he wants us to act Mm -hmm. and to treat other people. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm going to go a little off topic and and answer that the last question about you want to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And sometimes that's difficult because sometimes you don't love yourself. You know, we say things to ourselves that we would never say to anyone else. And so I find that the more you're in God's word and the more that you can see how much he loves you, then you can love yourself that way. And so oftentimes if you don't know that love and you don't have that good stuff pouring into you, you can't love appropriately Mm -hmm. or acceptably to God. Yeah, that's a great example. And I I was definitely going to hit on that. And I appreciate that because sometimes we even love ourselves in the wrong way. We don't grieve what he grieves for us. And we Mm -hmm. lift up what he doesn't lift up for us. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's great. Also recognizing his word, both how much he loves us and how much he wants for us. Yes. And that's, we sell ourselves short in some Mm. of those areas. We do. Mm. We think something's good for us. It's definitely not good for us. And then we think something's bad for us that we desperately need that God says you absolutely need you know either this time this break in life or whatever it might be that we need that he's pulling us to that we don't give to ourselves because we don't love ourselves properly I really like that you said that sometimes we don't love ourselves and Mm -hmm. you said it's important to have the study and and to come back to his word because it's Mm. every time I go back to his word I learn more about the unending depths of his love for us like there's like mm-hmm. You think you found it? No, no, no. He's going to show yeah. you a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. that's even deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. I really like that you said that. I'm a huge yeah. advocate of His Word. I love reading Scripture. I love learning more about His Word. Uh, what I'm noticing, because I came from a church that is a huge advocate of His Scripture and His Word, mm-hmm. and 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 a wonderful, amazing teaching church. Uh, what I'm, what I started to notice is, I think that I neglect His Spirit a little bit. In that that I focus on his word and the intellectual aspect of his word because there's so much to be gained from it that I neglect listening to his spirit in those little pushes because some of those pushes are a lot more uncomfortable Mm -hmm. than me just reading Mm -hmm. his word. And you know what I mean by push? I'm Mm -hmm. saying that like, you know, where he goes, I want you to do this. Yeah. 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 I want you to do this. What I had recognized recently, and I'll share with you, a friend of mine got surgery. And what I had recognized was, is I wasn't reaching out to her. And so I didn't love on people in the way that he wants me to love on people. Yeah. I had Mm -hmm. a similar, something similar Mm -hmm. happen where. Um, This is when I first moved into Bucks County back in the 90s. And I had these friends I was real close to in Philly. And so we stayed in touch for a while, and then we kind of fell away, but we would want, always reach out to each other periodically. And then for a while, you know, I got caught up with, you know, my kids were little, and, and something kept nudging me to, to call Claire, her name was. And I finally went to my mailbox, which was across the street, since she had died. And I was, it was like somebody threw cold water in your face, and I, all I could think of was, Lord, forgive me. You kept telling me, and I let stuff of this world get in the way. Mm-hmm. So you're right. You got to pay attention to the nudgings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the nudgings feel so easy to just say, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. God doesn't want you to wait until whenever you feel ready for his nudges. He's like, yes. telling you right now, and you need to act. 
But it's, it's yeah. Yeah. sometimes the nudges are subtle. So it feels like, it, is it a nudge or is right. it just something that, that just came to mind out right. of nowhere? Yeah. So you, it's really important to be in, in connection with the spirit so yeah. that you can tell the difference. Yeah. And it's so easy for us to get so caught up. Oh, we're so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, got to get caught up, you know, like that other verse. They went to their farm. They went to their, you know, to all of their other places, mm-hmm. but they couldn't take the call, right? And I feel like those nudges are sometimes the things that we don't easily want to do, right? And that's why we're getting the nudge because it's something that we're not putting first and foremost. Right, right, (laughs) right. Like I don't. I I feel like a little kid. Text, Mm. right? You sure you want me to do that? I don't want to do that. And they they usually require (laughs) us extending that love to someone else. It's like, well, I don't really want to. I don't really don't want to love on them right now. (laughs) I'd rather love on someone else, or I'd rather do this right now. I'd rather be in service in some other way. Yeah. But he's calling us to show the yeah. love, and yeah. this is how he's calling us to do mm. it. And it's such a growth for us, too. He gives yeah. us opportunities yeah. to grow all the time, mm-hmm. right? He constantly puts mm-hmm. us in front of us and says, you're my servant, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Go, here we go. Going back to him being the king. You're my servant. I love right. you, and this is what I want that's best yeah. for you right. on yeah. top of being best for other people. Right. So, all right, so in our next passage of Scripture is Matthew 23, 1 through 36. And we're not going to read it because it is long, but in this, he's pointing out that the Pharisees are hypocrites, that they are following the rules, but they aren't loving other people and they aren't loving God because they aren't loving people. So are there any places in your lives where that's true of you, where the rules become the ultimate, that you are more of a rule follower than a loving follower of Christ? Yeah, that's me. Hi. It's like, hi. I'm Fatima. I, I am a rules <laughs> follower. Hi, Fatima. <laughs> and it's easy to yeah. forget that people aspect. I'm like, you know, let's follow the rules and, th- and then we can get to the people part. Yeah. Whereas God wants us to be like, let's do the people. Because if you're with the people, then we're following the rules. Mm. But I feel like the rules are clear cut and dry and people are, are murky and muddy and there's it's there's not always clear guidance mm-hmm. and so i think that's where the struggle is for me and yet i'm a work in progress yeah, yeah. and i think it's hard when you're learning my brain is spaghetti so so i've always had even a harder time with the rules um so for me obedience becomes a bigger issue because that's where my strength i i need to have more strength and obedience but what is it when you think about in your nature of understanding that there's a clear black and white and I'm, I, I, I'm looking at you, but true for everybody, right? Like to all of us, there's a clear right and wrong Mm. and there's no shades of gray kind of in some of those areas. So what is it in, in your nature that calls you to that? It's comforting. Yeah. You know, when you're going outside of the boundaries and you know, when you're well within them. And so, it, make, it makes it easy. Mm-hmm. If, I veer, if I veer past that yellow line, I know I need, I'm, I'm putting myself in danger and, and others as well. But if I stay within, it's safe. Yeah. I don't have to worry about getting hurt or hurting anyone else. Do you find when you read scripture that you find rules in there? Like we as Christians are supposed to do A, B, C, D, and then it's hard to loosen up some of those things? Do you I find that in your Christian, Christianity as well? I think it depends on the, on, on, on the book because some of the books are very much geared towards speaking towards the relationship aspect. Um, 
but I can I can find those rules. I'm like, okay, so this is what you are exactly telling me I have to. Mm -hmm. When someone does this, this is exactly what I should do because I'm looking for the rule as opposed mm -hmm. to the relationship yeah. part. Um, and so th that's what I always do. So I always find the rule that applies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes but sense. there isn't really a rule that applies in all circumstances. Right. The rule is to love in all circumstances. Yeah. Yep. And even in this, he says, I see that you're tithing for dill and mint, right? So these small things. I see you tie that, and yet you're neglecting love. And he says, I want you to do both. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like he says, throw the rules out the window, mm -hmm. right? He wants us to do both. And so for you guys, how do you, how does that work in your life? I Is obedience more challenging? Is loving more challenging? What do you find that you butt up against? I have to say that um, when you give yourself over and you're in prayer a lot, um, the rules take second place to everything else. So if the rules, whatever it is, is in conflict with what the Spirit is saying to me, then I ignore the rules. Mm. So, and it's not like I've I've come to this. I've come to be, you know, this person because um, ignoring the um, the promptings of the spirit has always worked out to be disastrous for me. Mm. So. Um, that's that. Yeah. I agree with you yeah. in between the rules and the loving. You really have to lean towards loving. Mm -hmm. And especially in this day and age with all of the craziness mm -hmm. that's been going on in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. um, you know, people need love mm -hmm. and they need they need to see that. They need to see the loving of of Christ through us. Would you say that's changed? You said you are a lifelong Christian. Would you say that's changed over time for you? It has. It has because I was definitely much more into the rules. You know, it says that you can't do this, and I see you doing that, mm -hmm. and, you know, not noticing the, the log in my eye. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, definitely. Over the last couple of years, being in, you know, work and we have all every variety at work um, from atheists to transgender to, you know, everything. And the truth is, is that I love these people. I love them. I love them where they are and I want to help them where they are mm -hmm. and to become better people and i want to be the person showing christ to them through that mm -hmm. i don't always show christ mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. i'm still human mm -hmm. yep. but yeah. but loving uh, is the most important thing right and that's in our nature i mean we're certainly not perfect yeah. So I think that that's great. Even in just each day to day experience looks different and to love on people. And I, 
you know, I, I remember um, in my faith journey when I first became a believer, I was so judgmental because it, yeah. all of a sudden things made sense to me and mm -hmm. I recognized that there was a right and a wrong and there was a truth and there was an untruth, Yeah, right? It became very black and white. And so I use that as a sword, which I have so many regrets over um, because you say yeah. the wrong thing and sometimes you can never take that back. Right. And now in my journey, now I... <laughs> You try this great balancing act, mm, which yeah. the only one who was perfect at it was Christ. But we do what we can to love mm -hmm. him and mirror him as much as possible. And so um, I find myself usually falling on one side of the spectrum or the other. Yeah. Right. And trying to do that great balance with whoever it is that you're talking to, because it's all different people. Yeah. Even recently, I was in school and I, a high schooler said someone had a cross on and he said, oh, I didn't know you were Jewish. And I laughed. And I had so many regrets afterwards because I could have been so more, so much more comforting and said, oh, no, this is Christianity and there are ways I could have handled it. And yeah. I didn't because I thought, who doesn't know that a cross equals Christianity, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we learn every day, yeah. right? And it's a new growth experience every day because he always puts something in front of us. I like that you said it's that balancing act, though, because now mm -hmm. I'm starting to see, because I also work in education and I deal mm -hmm. with high school students a lot, that... There's a great need, especially in these times, to be more loving. And I used to be mm. that, like, real, that really firm person in your life. That, that there's, there's this clear understanding. This is the line, and we never even come close to it. Mm -hmm. And I found myself more recently being, well, okay, let's, let's come from a more gentle, loving place and seeing a change in them as a result of coming from love as opposed to coming from a place of boundaries and rules. Yeah. And how that really impacts their life on a day-to-day -day basis and can really affect someone in whatever direction they're going to go in. The love is usually more effective than the rule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes, so. yeah. Hi, it's Paige. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. We hope that you've found some great truths to apply to your life and some encouragement as you walk with Jesus. We here at Study With Friends are modeled more like a small group and want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study With Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry, and if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that's a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email on our website, studywithfriends.org. We have plenty of other resources that are all free to you when you go there. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time when we study with friends.